Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. James Cook with his second touchdown of the game. It is a blowout here in Orchard Park as the Cook has found the kitchen for the second time tonight. I'm happy we got the win. You know, go Bills. I thought the effort was outstanding, starting with the offensive line, talking about the running game, the running backs. It's physical. It was a physical game because we chose to run. It's just to continue imposing your will. Nothing the defense can do to stop it. You know, felt like the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. But again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times. I mean, a stress-free win over a really good football team. Mike Danger. And the Bills look like Super Bowl champions. Gene Battaglia. Would the Buffalo Bills suddenly be the most dangerous team in the AFC playoffs if they made it. Yes. The answer is yes. This team is a problem now. The contenders are the Bills. The Bills are dangerous. I woke up feeling dangerous. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan. Rochester. James Cook. Have yourself a day. The Fan Rochester's man on a mission. These were numbers that will get him AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, 25 carries. 179 yards, 7.2 yards a clip, two catches, 42 more yards, 221 total yards, two touchdowns. He dropped what would have been another touchdown as well. James Cook, man on the mission, brought to you by the Open Door Mission. Go to opendoormission.com to see how you can guarantee a win for someone today. Yeah, if you wanted to nitpick like things, like it's one of those rare Mondays. I guess Dalton Kincaid, couple drops, one that would have been tough. Uh, James Cook not able to hold that in, but uh, really not much negative you can say about uh, yesterday's performance at all. So James Cook and that offensive line on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. They did a great job. Uh, The Bills get the win. We're uh, taking your calls this afternoon on Victory Monday at 866-4326-585-8664-FAN. Nate Geary, the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, will be stopping by here uh, shortly. Give us like 15, 20 minutes and we'll get Nate on here. Yeah, and then the uh, final line hour today we'll be talking to master stroke he makes his return for the first time in over a year all right we'll catch up with master stroke and have our fireside chat first some takes on tap in the sports yeah it's gonna feel like a bill's home game on saturday can we just all kind of agree like you're 
For anybody that is a Charger fan, you're dumping your tickets. Interim coach, who cares? It's LA's fourth favorite football team. Number one, USC. Number two, the Raiders. I do believe there are more Raider fans than Ram fans. Rams three, Chargers four. And no, I don't get revised. I think I'm going to put UCLA ahead of the Chargers nah. here. Okay, the get-in price uh, for this game forty-four bucks on the secondary market. Not bad for a brand new stadium. Look, if you're a Bills fan listening now on the West Coast, like if you're a sports bar regular Tim in San Diego, and you have the next day off. You're making that drive, right? Saturday night's going to be Bill's Mafia Party. Yeah. Um, residents of Los Angeles that are Charger fans. Oh, who cares? They're just, they don't exist. They're, they're, they're invisible in their own market. I, I do feel bad for the Chargers because it's a proud franchise. We've always liked the Chargers, right? The Chargers are fun when the Chargers are rolling, but now they've become the kind of a laughing stock. They're, they're, they're known for chargering. Their name has become a verb. Literally, you're a tenant. Like, you took that deal. Why? You couldn't wait. Can you imagine in a world where the Chargers are like, yeah, you know what? We're going we're gonna to wait and see who else will build us our own stadium somewhere else. Yeah. You lost your identity for what? I guess the answer to that is whatever the they're stadium. charging. The stadium, whatever they're charging for it. And sure, you're making a lot of money, but you sold your soul there. Yeah. Uh, and not a lot of identity with that organization as well. You have Justin Herbert. It's a shame. We'll see how uh, that lo- that plays out here during the offseason. Hopefully the Bills can get there and, and take care of business. I mean, nobody's really going into this weekend with any sort of stress or anxiety for the next yeah. two weekends. It's it's a Merry Christmas indeed if you think that the Bills can win these next two games and, and face off against Miami there in Week 18. All right, here are the two stat lines that I gave you before our break. These stat lines represent the second 17 NFL starts of these quarterbacks' careers. So essentially, their second full season worth of starts. Player A has a 64% completion rate. Player B has a 61% completion rate. Player A has 3,004 yards passing. Player B, 3,783 yards passing. Player A has 1,237 yards rushing. Player B has 525 yards rushing. 4,307 total yards for player A. Player B has 4,341 total yards. 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions for player A, for player A, 29 TDs, 6 interceptions for player B, and both players have an identical passer rating of 92.3. So when you do the exercise, it's a little bit of a tough choice. You consider that both player A and player B have nearly the same amount of total yards. They have an identical passer rating. Where am I going with this? Player B is Josh Allen. Player A is Justin Fields. Gino, this is an important day for me. So like second 17 games. So this would have been Josh Allen 2019. Josh Allen's second 17 games. Okay, so th- th- this makes sense because Josh Allen, that was pre-Steph Diggs. That was a Bills playoff team Hear me out. pre-Steph Diggs. Hear yeah. me out. So what you're saying is go get a Steph Diggs? No, here, my, I'm ready. I'm ready to plant my flag on what my Bears should do with Justin Fields because there's going to be a lot of speculation, especially during draft season. If you have the number one overall pick, quarterback, 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 move on from Justin Fields. Keep him. 
I think they keep him. I think they should keep him. I think re- repeat history, fleece a team for that number one overall pick in the draft, stay within striking distance of impact players that you can plug in for production on day one. Build around your quarterback, make him a part of who your next offensive coordinator will be. Give him a voice, give him the tools. He may not be perfect. But there is talent there. Statistically, he's on a trajectory that is very similar to a player who at times looks like a league MVP. I would agree with that. But here's my concern for you because Josh Allen, you're too. You knew Brandon Bean wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, are, are you really convinced that Ryan Poles is the guy? Because if he's I, not, then then if you're going to blow the whole thing up, then, well, forget if, it. If you're, you're Ryan Poles, the thing that allows you more job security than anything right now is being able to do what you did last year that everybody thought was such a great move. Fleece another team for that number one overall pick. Make a deal that allows you to have another first-round pick from another team that wants that quarterback or needs that quarterback more than you do. And just allow yourself to stay within striking distance of getting a, a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever you might be. I mean, God damn, can you imagine DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr.? Catching balls from Justin Fields? I'm excited about it just thinking about it. Um, the Bears aren't a passing team. They're the only uh, team that's never had a 4,000-yard passer. Did you know that? That's a fun I, fact, Danger. Hold on a second. Really? That is a fun fact. Hey, like Houston's had one. Jacksonville's had one. The Bears The Bears have been in the league since the Rochester Jeffersons, dude. It's Rochester Jefferson. What are the Rochester Jeffersons? <laughs> I don't know if they had the forward pass back then. Wait, but... What are the Rochester Jeffersons? What are you they talking were, yeah, about? They were the, the, the NFL team. The point is, like, they, it's not in your DNA to, to throw the football. Well, what are you talking I about? I know that that is not in you their DNA. You are drinking too much eggnog. No, I'm, I want that to happen. Now that I've planted my flag, I feel better. I will not waver. I think they should keep Justin Fields. Fire Luke Getzey into the sun. Their offense coordinators go. But let, let Fields be a part of the process. I'm, I'm even willing to keep that egghead Eberflus for another season, just based on what I've been able to see out of the defense. Defense that didn't look good down the stretch against Cleveland yesterday, but they've played better with the addition of Montez Sweat. They're they're not as bad as their record indicates. I am not a Grinch. I love the holiday season. I love hanging out with friends and family. So that's my disclaimer because I might sound a little grinchy. Oh, here we go. Gene's going to go very angry old man (laughs) on us all right now. No, like AI has invaded our, our advertising. If I see this commercial one more time, okay, who is helping these older women up? You know, the ones that go down on the sled, supposedly. Oh, the Amazon ad. Yeah, when it, when it's all over, like, they're at the bottom of the hill. Who is helping them Dude, up? They're not walking up that hill. I love that commercial oh, so much. I love. I think it is brilliant. I watch it. It gets me. It melts my cold, dead heart. I love that commercial. I think it's brilliant. I love the idea of being this old guy chomping on a Werther's original, sitting on my butt pillow on a sled, going down a hill. Like that just the thought of that warms my dead heart. I can't wait. So someday like 
I'll be sitting at a bar, like thinking back and everything, and somebody will bring me a bag of Werther's. Yeah. That You're going to be angry because you can't do it, and I'm going to be enjoying life like those three old hens are going down their They're sledge. Not, it's not realistic. That's it's, my point. It's great. I love it. I think it's great. And why Why isn't it realistic? Why shouldn't Who's it be? Who's helping them up? They're fine. They are capable. They can get up on their own. They've got their little butt pillows to protect their little tushies and their hips, and they're not breaking I'm a like, hip. No, I don't want anybody breaking a hip there. Like, yeah, like the Amazon, like somebody's going to try that and get uh, hurt. I thought it was fan. I think it's fantastic. I, I, I have seen it a lot, so it is a high burn rate at this point. But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it just melts my dead heart, my cold dead heart. Okay, that one, and I know we're going to get the... Oh my gosh, you bought me a car for Christmas. Okay, those ones. Stop. Oh, yeah, I have a problem with that. That one is the perfect young 30 something couple that lives in a house that looks like something uh, that, uh, you know what it looks like? It looks like the house that Cliff Kingsbury drafts from. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's just, it's an impossible house. You can't even afford it on Verbo for a day. You're like, I'm not living in that. It's an impossible house, and you've got the perfect couple, and and then she gets mad because it's she wants the she wants the uh, black one instead of the red one, and, and she keep, I haven't seen that this holiday season, so I think they've moved on from it. I think they okay. that was one that was in rotation for a good. It felt like a good three to five years. It's like every time I see, I'm like, this girl. This girl trying to take the like we got matching trucks. One's red, one's black. The red one's for you. I like black. You remember the spot that I'm talking about? Oh, of course, about. yeah. And then you had the dog like running through the snow. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, I got like... you a gift too. It's a puppy. I got you a gift. It's a truck. Well, don't I feel inadequate? All I did was get you a dog. You got me a truck. Jesus. Uh, all right, Gino. Uh, Time for the Francesas. We- weekend Francesas. So if you're new to the show, we've turned Mike Francesa into a verb. Uh, it all started with Mike Francesa on WFAN back in 2018 when the legendary Stan Lee passed away. Eddie in Hoboken. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's happening? Hey, Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee? Yeah, Stan Lee. You I don't know who he Stan is. Lee? don't know who he is, now. Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not a comic book guy. Is that, what, is that who he is, Stan Lee? The he guy created who, Spider-Man. That was his oh, big created thing. Spider-Man? Sorry. I never was a comic book reader as a kid. I apologize. Never. So things happen in our lives, and a lot of times you'll hear things or news stories or events in sports, whatever it is. So many things cross our eyes, cross our ears. And a lot of times you'll hear it or see it, and the first thing that comes to your mind is... Oh, who cares? It's a Francesa. Yeah. I present to you my weekend Francesas here on a Monday afternoon. The Buffalo Sabres beat the defending Stanley Cup champs. Oh, who cares? Devin Levi was your first star. Oh, Oh, yeah, see, that's... I do like me some Devin Levi because the next night... The next night, Devin Levi's a healthy scratch. Oh, who cares? Eric Comrie backs up UPL the following night. Oh, who cares? Sabres crap the bed in a college hockey arena. Oh, who cares? The yellow line is not official. Oh, who cares? Andre Yoshivas went to Princeton. Oh, who cares? Joe Burrow gives his luxury suite to Jake Browning. Oh, who cares? Jake Browning holds a grudge. Oh, who cares? Steelers have lost four of five. Oh, who cares? Mike Tomlin has compromising photos of the Roonies. Oh, who cares? <laughs> 
the Bandits raised their championship banner. Oh, who cares? Russ got chewed out by Sean Payton. Oh, who cares? Sean Payton got eaten out by Dan Campbell. Oh, who cares? Sorry about that. Final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, who cares? Syracuse poached Ohio State's quarterback. Oh, who cares? Syracuse is a middling ACC program. Oh, who cares? Case Keenum is starting NFL football games. Oh, who cares? Case Keenum should not be starting NFL football games. Oh, who cares? Devin Singletary, walk-up touchdown in overtime. Oh, who cares? Just kidding. Oh, who cares? Case Keenum wins an NFL football game. Oh, who cares? Aquaman. Oh, who cares? Tyreek Hill. Oh, who cares? Rainy and windy in Carolina. Oh, who cares? Dozens of fans braving the elements. Oh, who cares? More Panther fans came out during the COVID season. Oh, who cares? Matt Patricia is on the Eagles staff? Oh, who cares? Matt Patricia is calling defensive plays for the Eagles? Oh, who cares? The Eagles are doomed. Oh, who cares? Having high A1C and type 2 diabetes makes you want to dance and sing. Oh, who cares? Chiefs have a path to the number one seed. Oh, who cares? iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Oh, who cares? Tremaine Edmonds makes his one play of the season. Oh, who cares? Bears blow 10-point lead. Oh, who cares? I ingest opioids and slam my head in the oven door. Oh, who cares? You rule. Oh, who cares? Gene starts Dak in the unsanctioned. Oh, who cares? Gene survives in the unsanctioned despite starting Dak. Oh, who cares? I care. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Oh, who cares? Jacoby Brissett. Oh, who cares? Jordan Love. Oh, who cares? Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, who cares? The New York Jets. Oh, who cares? The New York Giants. Oh, who cares? Tommy Cutlets. Oh, who cares? New Beverly Hills Cop movie. Oh, who cares? Doug Peterson's son plays for his dad. Oh, who cares? Jacksonville Stadium artist renderings. Oh, who cares? And finally, Al Michaels doesn't want to talk about. Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey. Oh, who cares? My weekend Francesca's. Okay, you outdid yourself. Thank you. Okay, I'm I'm glad you left one off the list and I'm gonna push back on one. Do you know which one am I gonna push back on? I don't know. You starting Dak. I uh, no. Oh. Like that was like shame on me. No, I it's the survived. right play. Yeah, I mean, was, I'm like somehow survived. No, I, to me, there there are shocking moments. Like, wait a second, we got T.O.? Why is he coming here? For Syracuse football to pull in Kyle McCord? It's not Dude. a winner. Dude, <laughs> he's not a winner. It's not a winner. He's the best quarterback they've ever had. For Syracuse? You, you're since still- McNabb. Since, since McNabb. You're a middling ACC school. It, it does nothing for me. Well, it's an upgrade. Over uh, okay. They, yeah, so yes. Like, yes. Uh, you, if you want to be excited, I'm not going to fault you. I'm not going to fault you for being excited. No, it's like. But no. ultimately, what's going to come out of this? Mm. Yeah, uh, Two wins better than this year? The Beefo Brady Bowl. Yeah, year? right. Yeah, like right. The, They're a middling ACC program. I'm happy you didn't put in the Division Three national champion, Cortland Red Dragons. Good for them. Oh, Empire yeah. Eight, like New York, New York football, and we, there's Section Five kids on that team. Yeah. They, they won the national. Listen, man, there's plenty of things that happen that when you see it, like you have, you feel pride. Like, notice I didn't put anything about the Bills game in there. I mean, like other than you starting Dak in the unsanctioned, th- there are things where it's like, oh no, that's impactful. But there's so many things that that happen. It's like, okay, next, who cares? I'm I'm just not into uh, another trailer for Aquaman. Oh, who cares? Oh, we've got to resuscitate Eddie Murphy. Beverly Hills Cop, new Beverly Hills Cop movie? Oh, who cares? That doesn't look good. That feels like the Rocky franchise, like Rocky Five, was so bad that we got to finish this the right way. And they made Rocky Bell. I still haven't seen Rocky Balboa, but I guess it was okay. Yeah. But like the la- Beverly Hills Cop hey. 3 was terrible. Listen, 
actors need to work too, Gino. I guess actors need to work. And if Netflix is willing to pay them, God bless them. But then we learn our lesson from the coming to America yeah. re- reboot. Like, come on, guys. What are we doing? Are we really going to fall for this again? Oh, who cares? My weekend princesses. Nate Gary, the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, joining us next. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills defensive tackle Jordan Phillips underwent wrist surgery last night. He's week to week. This according to head coach Sean McDermott. The Bills opening as an 11.5 point favorite in L.A. against the Chargers on Sunday. The Bills running all over the Cowboys. Right tackle Spencer Brown says, if something's working, keep doing it. The momentum that you have. I mean, once you establish a couple runs and a couple more, and then those starts wearing on the defense, wearing on the defense, I think that's what you saw. We just kind of wore them down a little bit. Nate Gary from the Buffalo Bills Radio Network to join us next year in the Sports Bar. Week 15 concludes tonight. Philadelphia in Seattle. Still no official word from either team as to who will be starting at quarterback tonight, although it looks like it'll be Drew Locke for Seattle. Rochester Americans are back home Wednesday against Cleveland. Defenseman Jacob Bryson has been placed on waivers by the Sabres. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. James ran hard. Tay ran hard. Um, Ty ran hard. 
you know, and when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but, again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times. There he is, Bills quarterback Josh Allen. After the Bills stomped the Cowboys in Orchard Park yesterday afternoon, Nate Gary, the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, joining us here in the sports bar. We've kind of dubbed this, Nate, the the signature Sean McDermott win. I think most NFL head coaches, if had if they had their choice, would win the way the Buffalo Bills won their game yesterday against Dallas. How are you, buddy? I'm good. First and foremost, before I even get into that, I just want to point out that I, too, feel a lot like Josh Allen felt yesterday where he's the guy in the group project that didn't do anything and get an A. Whenever I come on your show because you guys, you guys just make me look so good. <laughs> oh, sure, Nate. That's uh, it's, it's an oh, easy thing to do no. when you're comparing yourself next to us. I mean, it's not like uh, a very challenging thing to look good next to us, too. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was I was hoping you guys were going to get the backhand part of that compliment. Yeah, so at yeah. least at least we're on the same page, yeah. you know. Um, no, but I generally speaking, I would agree because I would say it's any defensive head coach's. Uh, I mean, what dream, right? Is uh, to feel like you can uh, affect the game plan with your scheme, with your uh, with your play calling, and your defect your defensive acumen, and then on the offensive side of the ball. Um, win a game by running the football 45-plus times. Yeah, I mean, that's a defensive coordinator, defensive head coach's dream. Um, and frankly, it was an offensive, you know, like an offensive line, an offensive line coach's dream. I, I think these these guys have, have really, especially the guys that have been here for a little while, the Mitch Morrises and Deion Dawkins of the world, um, are really kind of used to being guys that drop back and pass that 25, 30, 40, 50 times a game. Um, and don't get to spend a lot of time getting downhill and, and playing with physicality. And, um, man, Joe Brady really, really flipped the script on Sunday and um, found unique ways to, uh, to use the physical advantage that, that the Bills had on their offensive line against the front seven of, of that Dallas Cowboys defense. And, um, yeah, I mean, a credit to, to Joe Brady. Um, I, I'm not sure even a guy like Brian Dable um, would have had the, the patience and the um, – I don't know, the, the wherewithal to stick with something that, you know, I, I mean, he must have ran the same play 18 times yeah. in that game. Uh, I think that's what Dan Orlovsky pointed out. So, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a, a real interesting new way, a new wrinkle um, that we saw the Bills use to not just win a game but dominate an opponent. I, I, I just think it adds to what we already know about this Bills team, which is largely they're a finesse pass-first offense that can win in shootouts um, and has had a binged-up defense that, that has been, you know, at times this year reeling. But their defense figured it out. And I think from the perspective of what they did offensively um, is they showed something that they had not shown under any of the Bills' offensive coordinators in Josh Allen's era, which is that they can play physical smash-mouth football. And I, I think that's a huge thing now that teams are going to have to prepare for moving forward that they weren't really preparing for 
uh, going into Sunday. So is it just the mindset or how much is it, of it is the personnel? Because we really don't talk offensive line, but, but Nate, I mean, yes, James Cook was phenomenal, but you have Spencer Brown. We're not talking a lot about Spencer Brown. Why? It's because he's probably doing his job and, and the guards. I mean, is this the best Bills offensive line that we've had here in the Josh Allen era, Nate? I think no question. Um, I think there's a there's a different mindset with this group. I think um, that they all very much play off of each other, uh, complementary very very well um, from left to right. And you know, I think Deion Dawkins has been the best version of him of himself with Connor McGovern, um, kind of solidifying that left guard position, which frankly had been a turnstile for the better part of a couple of seasons. And, and I think it's gotten the best out of Deion Dawkins. And then look on the right side with with Osiris Torrance. Um, a guy that has just been as steady as anyone on this offensive line. I think his steadiness has also uh, sort of, I think, lended to getting the most out of Spencer Brown. I think Spencer Brown's also healthy uh, and, and understands a little bit more what, what Aaron Cromer's asking him to do week in and week out. And I, and I also want to say that I think the game plan against this smaller defense, finesse-style defense, was, was great. I, I thought it allowed the Bills – um, to build an early lead, and that lead was hugely important to how the rest of that game played out. That is not a that's a front running team. But here's the crazy part, guys. It feels like that's how you might describe the Bills in years past. Is a team that hey they can punch you in the mouth, and when they get ahead, they're hard to beat. Um, and I might want to say the same thing about the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins and, and Cowboys are very similar in that they are not teams built to play from behind, but rather teams that are built to play from ahead. And if the Bills can get ahead on you, what they shown what they showed yesterday is that they have a game style and a in a in a, a plan uh, to better play more consistently from ahead, which. I would have liked to see that game plan get get unearthed a little bit in the second half of that Kansas City game two weeks ago as well. So um, all in all, yeah, the, to answer your question broadly is this is the best offensive line of Josh Allen's you know career, and I think a large part is them spending the the, the you know required assets to do it, but but also developing guys and and getting the most out of some players that you know frankly I, I could tell you I, I felt I had sort of written off Spencer Brown, and I know I'm not the only one in that, but it it, it sort of felt like man, they are really rolling the dice, not going out and, and, and at least giving Spencer Brown some competition or, or someone in case it doesn't work out. And uh, luckily, that hasn't been the case. He stepped his game up in a major way, and um, I think it shows each and every week Josh Allen is the, is the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. He's already good at not taking sacks, and now he has the time to get through his progressions, to get through his reads, and you're also seeing it in the run game. And this is the most effective traditional-style run game we've seen in Josh Allen's career, and, and it couldn't have come at a more important time for this team. Nate, we know that uh, dating back to the beginning of last season, this team had a desire to run more two tight end sets. You draft Dalton Kincaid, and you start this season with Ken Dorsey as your offensive coordinator, and you're running more 12 personnel than you certainly did last year, and you're among the lead leaders in, in running that two tight end set. Then Dawson Knox gets hurt. You get away from running the, the, the 12 personnel. You fire Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady comes in. Knox gets healthy. And here you are now, once again, a third of your offensive snaps are too tight end sets. How important is it to have healthy tight ends to be able to run this 12 personnel that it sure seems they want to run as an offense? They want to run it. I I would tell you, though, that this was the first game this season where a defense simply decided not to adjust to it. 
And that's why they kept going to the well and running the football in 12 and in 21 personnel um, using two, two running backs. It wasn't just Reggie Gilliam. They were putting Ty Johnson out there and like that, that pony style. And he was being asked to block and was doing it effectively. Um, I, I would tell you that this was the first opponent the Bills ran a third of their plays with 12 personnel out there. And they simply said we either it was from a, a, a lack of personnel where they could actually match the Bills um, or it simply was a willingness to not do it. Um, they decided to stay small when the Bills went big. And, man, did they dominate at the point of attack when they were out there in those formations. So um, I would tell you other teams have adjusted, um, have brought out a larger player or in some cases put out a standard or traditional 4-3 with three linebackers. Um, and that has forced the Bills to remain a pass team out of those looks. But what the, I guess what the lack of adjustments from the Cowboys allowed the Bills to do was to basically say, until you do something different, this is gaining, you know, six, seven, eight yards in a cloud of dust. We're going to keep going until, until you stop us. And they simply put never stopped them. So I think this was the one unique game so far in the 12 personnel era where the opponent simply decided we are not going to change. We are going to stay in dime. Uh, we are going to stay in our small looks. And the Bills just took advantage of them. Other teams can make that change. I'm not sure that the Cowboys really have the personnel at linebacker to make that change. We're talking to Nate Gary, Buffalo Bills Radio Network, as uh, the Bills now heading to L.A. to face the Chargers. Uh, the news this afternoon, Nate, uh, we know one player that won't be going, that's uh, Jordan Phillips, which kind of a bummer. You know, he's been uh, you know, a useful part on the defensive line there. So I guess the question is, how, what do we think of Puna Ford stepping in? And what are you hearing about a return here for Daquan Jones here? Are they getting close, do you think? Yeah, it seems like they're going to slow play that anyways on the Daquan Jones, and they probably should front. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, listen, I've been sort of up and down this year on, on Jordan Phillips. I think he went on a stretch in, in the middle of the season when this defense was struggling, and, you know, he just was making dumb plays, over-aggressive and 15-yard penalty, and that, that play that I didn't particularly love in the Eagles game on, on the, one of the third-and-one tush pushes, and it's kind of silly and, and, you know, not exactly a headsy play, and um, I didn't, I didn't really love at times Jordan Phillips game this year, but I thought he had a fantastic game on Sunday P- coming off of the edge. He had a, a twist stunt, um, with, with Leonard Floyd. That was a thing of beauty yeah. um, that ended up, yeah. uh, that led to a sack. So yeah, I, I, I noticed him on that play come off the field, grabbing his wrist, but he ended up playing the rest of the game. Um, and then it, I, I, I'll tell you, I've never heard of a player getting surgery the night of a night after a game. That was certainly a, a new one for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would think that either the next man up or, or, uh, Elianku or, um, or Puna Ford, but, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll miss Jordan Phillips in those pass set it, uh, downs and, and maybe we'll see more of uh, Gregory Rousseau getting bumped down to a three technique on those pass rush situations. Um, as hopefully, obviously you, you get AJ Epinesa, uh, kind of back here too as well, but um, yeah, I, they they still got bodies there, which is good. You know, they, they might rely on and, and lean on Linval Joseph a little more too, and mm-hmm. Tim Settle in some of those spots. But they've got depth in the defensive line. If it's the one area on their team right now, they can withstand a, an injury or two too. It's definitely on that defensive front. It was interesting yesterday as well in the, in the Bills secondary the the lack of of Micah Hyde. You see more Taylor Rapp. We saw more. More Cam Lewis, and I think we all kind of say to ourselves, "All right, well, if you project what this roster looks like next season, do you have Hyde? Do you have Poyer? What are you doing with your first round pick? Are you investing in his safety? Have you seen enough of Rap? Have you seen enough of Cam Lewis? I know Cam Lewis kind of like conjures up some negative images, but Cam Lewis had himself a nice game yesterday. Do the Bills have depth 
there at the safety position behind behind Poyer, behind Hyde? I think they do. Uh, let me say this. I, I, I rewatched this, the broadcast angle yesterday. I, I, the guy that I think consistently stood out to me was Cam Lewis. Uh, both, I mean, special teams, he made two fantastic special teams plays. Um, he has maybe the best versatility of anyone in the defensive backfield. He can play slot corner. He can play single high safety. Uh, he can play in the box as a defender. I, I have been thoroughly impressed with his progression and his his development. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you, you, you think about that Justin Jefferson play last year, and, and maybe that's the resounding image you have when, when people say his name. But I, I've been just super impressed with him uh, and his development as a player. And, and, and as far as Taylor Rapp goes, you know, I, I, I know some people, he, he kind of rubs people the wrong way, and he had that personal foul penalty, and he plays a little reckless at times. Um, but all in all, I, I think he's one of the guys you're probably going to lean on for the future. Um, he's fast. He can play in the box. I've liked what I've seen from him. He hasn't been a liability in coverage. Um, if you told me they went into next year with, with Cam Lewis and Taylor Rapp as your starting safeties, I don't know that I'd love it. Um, but I, I think that, you know, they solved Demar Hamlin, who, who's, who's in there, and uh, can do some things for you if, the, if another injury pops up. And let me tell you, I've been a pretty harsh critic of, uh, of Jordan Poyers this year. He's looked, you know, I think noticeably like he's lost a step and uh, has put himself in some bad situations. I felt I, after watching yesterday's game that it was the best game of Jordan Poyer's season. He also, he looks healthy. Yeah. It looks like maybe he might've been dealing with somewhat something um, throughout the, the early part of the season. And uh, he's maybe something nagging. I, I don't know what it was, but he, he looked, uh, he looked a little slow to me. Um, and, and he looked like he had a little bit more pep in his step uh, uh, yesterday in his game. I thought it was his best game of the season as well. So I, I listen, I'm not going to maybe, um, expect or uh, plan on Micah Hyde making a return this year. Uh, I think he's had a, a nagging neck injury that is not, uh, you know, something that I would really mess around with if I were him. I, I personally think oh, this isn't, you know, off of any, any insider information, but this is the guy who's had two stingers this year and a neck surgery last year. I think we're closing in on the end of the, on the uh, unfortunately, I think uh, may cut a little soon on the end of Micah Hyde's career. Um, and, and I think those are things that, that not only the Bills have to determine and discuss and figure out, but also Micah, whether or not he wants to go back out there. So um, I think that they're, I think they planned for some of this by going out and getting Taylor Rapp and, and keeping Cam Lewis around. Um, I think they've got good numbers back there. And that goes without saying that they also have, you know, Saran Neal, who I think can come in and play some slot corner, could play a little safety for you as well. So I think they're, they're really well set at defensive back right now, especially with the emergence of Rasul Douglas, and, and I think Christian Benford is probably playing the best football of his career as well. The defensive backfield, considering all of the issues that they've faced and all the adversity they've faced, um, is still a core strength of this team, and, and it will be moving forward. So, uh, Nate, we got a short week, uh, and you got to go across the country, and the, the Chargers, who just fired their coach, and I actually, I wish that he had stayed around for this game, Nate, because I'm trying to think of you know how could the Buffalo Bills lose this game in Los Angeles, and I would think, well, it's kind of the unknown here. You don't know what to expect. Am I overthinking this at all? No, not at all. I watched Mac Jones go like 27 of 31 and have a career game, and then a week later have like, 13, like have 11 completions on 40 attempts or something. So no, uh, I simply this year will not over or underreact to anything. It, it anything is possible. If 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 this season hasn't proved that it, this league is truly and and significantly a week to week league, 
um, you'll never believe it. So I, I think for me, um, you can't, this is not a team you want to take lightly coming off of an embarrassing performance last week um, on prime time in, 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 in the, in Las Vegas, they've had uh, a, a long week to prepare for this bill's team. Uh, although they probably have a little bit more to chew on after watching that performance yesterday in the run game. Um, and they've got a backup quarterback and you just, you don't know, um, but I, 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 nothing would surprise me. I, I am, I'm certainly not thinking the Bills are going to take this team lightly. They know their back is, they have no margin for error. They can't drop one at this point, especially in an AFC team. So, uh, although I, I think the Bills will absolutely take care of business, I'm, I'm simply not going to sleep on anyone at this point. Nate, we've, uh, both you and I, I think, have, have made it a little side project to be critical of the Dolphins, but it's hard to look at what they did yesterday, the Jets, and find any flaws, especially without their best player on offense. Project out their final three games here, especially that Week 18 game, which looks more and more likely to be for the division when it's all said and done. Yeah, uh, I I think it really will be. I look at if you if you think about a dolphin schedule here. I mean they've they've got Dallas coming in uh, to Miami here this week, and and I suspect that Dallas is going to be looking for a big bounce back. That, that they have not performed well on the road. Um, I think you know the the Dolphins had a good bounce back victory against a team that I don't think is playing particularly hard right now in the New York Jets. I mean that that defensive performance was a joke uh, against the uh, against the Tyreek Hill list. Uh, Miami Dolphins, but um, this is a different animal on the defensive line that, that the Dolphins are going to have to face. I think it's it's very real that the Bills could be a point a half game ahead in the division uh, going into that Week 18 game with a chance to to, to lock down the division for themselves and and, and maybe host a game uh, for the playoffs, which would be I think huge for this team. I think they play a lot better at home, and 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 you'd want people coming to Buffalo in January for sure. I think it's a it's a good home field advantage for the Bills. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the Bills have some payback on the Patriots coming up here. Um, and then I think it all comes down to that week 18 matchup. And, and, you know, I, I think the Dolphins are an interesting team right now in terms of who they are. It's kind of hard to tell who they are. I think they're, again, a front-running team. When teams punch them in the mouth play physically, uh, I, I don't think that's a, a recipe really for, for winning games for them. And, and I think they're going to face, a, again, a face a team that they should be able to do similar things in the run game against this Dallas Cowboys defense, uh, and, and they've shown a willingness to run the football. Raheem Mozart's having a, you know, unbelievable season for them. 20 touchdowns, uh, set a franchise record. So um, I, I get the sense that they'll watch what the Bills did and try to replicate it, um, and it's going to be up to the Dallas Cowboys offense to, to have a huge bounce-back game because they did not play well at all. Um, but I, I ultimately think Week 18 is going to be on Sunday Night Football. And it's going to be for the division. And, man, if, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. Yeah, Week 18 on Sunday Night Football. For us here in Rochester, Nate, it's not on any broadcast. TV. You're, like, we're outside the radius here. So I feel like you're, you're going to get a lot more listeners here. I mean, gosh, uh, you know, the, the idea that uh, – <laughs> I mean, if I had my choice here, Nate, would I listen to it? Sure. Would I pay the money for Peacock? No, I'd probably go out and watch it at a, at a bar coming up Saturday night. Yeah, I would find your closest watering hole. Uh, and, uh, of course, you toss the pregame on on your way over and uh, the postgame on the way back because I'll be doing both of those things uh, on Saturday. But, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of weird. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I get what the NFL is trying to do. They're trying to, uh, you know, kind of diversify some of these platforms that they're on. But, uh, yeah, making this one that's not a, a really widely used uh, one, I, I, think, I think you might be trying to find some free – uh, you know, seven day, uh, you know, free access to Peacock this week. I'm sure they got some kind of deal rolling uh, for this game. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird thing. But yeah, listen, these bars, uh, you know, you call ahead, make sure that your local watering holes got Peacock, you should be set. Nate, by default, 
We make you look better. We appreciate you stopping by the sports bar as you do frequently after a Bills win. My pleasure, gentlemen, and uh, happy holidays to both you guys and your families, and uh, we'll talk soon, guys. All right, appreciate it. There he is, Nate Geary. You can hear him on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network uh, Saturday. Saturday we got the game. We'll have it yeah. for you here on the fan. Took me a half second to what he was saying by default. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Nate. Nate's, yeah. uh, we, we like Nate because Nate's got personality. We like we want personality. We want guys that we can bust balls with. We want to bust chops where we can. We certainly do it with Mike Catalano, who joined us in the 3 o'clock hour. Nate Geary is always great when he joins us in the 4 o'clock hour uh, here in the sports bar. Next hour, happy hour, coming up here at 5. Uh, another guy that is very, very easy to bust balls with. The annual fireside chat is on the way. It's the holiday week. You realize, like we're, Christmas Day is one week from today. Danger, crazy. Like, yeah, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get in the spirit of things here coming up. Masterstroke, who I'm I'm sure is uh, looking at airfare to Vegas in February after yesterday. No question. Yeah. Looking at everything in life through those rose-colored glasses that he wears. We'll get to happy hour and time for your calls as well on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. 866-4FAN-585-866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. Their new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. I was out there Saturday night. Tell me. Fantastic. Had the moink balls. A little brisket out there. Brian, take care of you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. They have the the seating upstairs, seating to the side, watching the Steelers Colts game. So fantastic! You're looking for a little, and the parking is easy there. They just pull right up in front. It's the yeah. Best, I yeah. love it. The new location there uh, on uh, Commercial Street in East Rochester. Check out our friends at Good Smoke. Uh, both Gino and I love us some Good Smoke barbecue. Good stuff there from uh, them. All right, we'll get the happy hour next. More on yesterday's Bills win against the Cowboys. A look ahead to the Chargers. Uh, a round of shots and master stroke in the fireside chat. All on the way here on the fan. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia on 957 oh, yeah. FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 